What's up, guys? We back. You know who it is. Your boy, James Stewart. Do I say James Stewart? Don't I? All right. Boy, these boys were going one and two. They was battling both motor an hour and something minutes of just straight battling. So round 11 here at Iron... I don't like that intro. terrible. What's up, guys? You know who it is, your boy James Stewart. You know where we're at? We at the Rewind, baby. From round 11, Iron Man. It was a lot of action going on this weekend. It's down to the next last race, going into the last race. And you know what was going to happen. These boys had to show up and show out, and they did this weekend. So round 11 at Iron Man. Track look awesome, by the way. Never had a chance to race it, but I lived it through these guys' eyes. So let's check it out. Round 11, Lucas Oil Motocross. Let's get into it. This has been one of the most exciting seasons I've ever witnessed in my entire life, and it's been a long, long time watching motocross. <laughs> so coming into an Ironman, we, we knew it's been Chase Sexton, Eli Tomac. In the last few weekends, even though there's been some discrepancy in results, especially last weekend at Butts Creek, where we had a fifth place, and then Chase got a seventh place, and then the, the red place switch, I felt like the momentum was still like nothing really changed after, you know, uh, Unadilla. They, they, they were still clearly the two best. And it, we always, we kind of felt like Eli was going to have to show up. Chase was starting to get the momentum, even though he got seventh place and he lost the red plate. I wouldn't say if he didn't have the momentum, he didn't lose it, you know? And uh, so coming into this weekend, this track looks great. Looks fun. Got some big air. Um, I've never had a chance to race it, but I can tell from the dirt. I'm assuming these riders love it. It's not too deep. You know, not too like sticky. It's just enough soil where you can tell whether it's slippery, dry, had a lot of ruts, but not super rutted. It's fast, but not dangerous fast. It just looked like a fun track overall. And so being in Indiana, state where um, close to Chase's hometown, Illinois, wherever the hell it's at, it's in Indiana, I think. It's one of those eyes. Chase really enjoyed this track, but Eli did too. So first moto, well, let's, let's circle back. From practice, Chase was on it. You could tell he was like a second and a half faster than everybody else. And, um, you know, so we're like, okay, here we go. And then the second practice, they were kind of a little bit closer. And then Chase busts out another second. So you knew, you knew he was feeling pretty good. He had the speed um, going into it. So it was going to come down to next, the start. So the first moto start happens. Christian Craig, um, Barsha, Roxon's out front. And I think Eli was probably out of those two. I think Eli was ahead of Chase. So Eli ended up getting into the lead. And you, we were all kind of waiting to see what was happening because we knew Chase had speed. And once Chase got up second, um, we were just kind of interested to see how Eli was going to attack. And then so you start watching it. He runs down Eli. And then like from the past, like the last few races, uh, especially Unadilla, like once he got around Eli from coming back, it's been kind of like game over in a sense. Well, Eli had something else to think about that. And he he went into beast, beast mode. He went into beast mode. And you had to think that, like, he had to. I mean, that was, to me, that was the title. Like, if you let Chase beat him, that was it. That was it. And Eli stopped that. And to me, when I was watching him, it reminded me when I used to race Ricky Sometimes I just knew like, all right, dude's coming. So if I pull the whole shot, I'm like, all right, I try to get away. I can't get away and he's coming. So I started like, I slow down to a certain point, start saving my energy. 
he comes up, he passes me, he thinks it's over. Man, I jump all over him quick and I try to sprint out. Like usually with Ricky, he would just stay there, he'd pick up his pace and we end up battling. But um I feel like that's what Eli did. Like he was he knew Chase was coming. He knew he he felt pretty good all day. Both of them did, but he knew Chase had speed, confidence. So just like last weekend, that first moto when he when he got around Chase, I think it like shook him a little bit. Chase ends up going down. So the second moto, I mean, sorry, this first moto here, kind of like the same thing happened. I don't think Chase was expecting what Eli did. I mean, even the call, they were all like, "Whoa, where did this thing come from?" Tomac has found something special, and he takes the lead. Where did this come from? That's incredible. But it's Eli Tomac, three-time champion, so you kind of know he knows what to do. But to me, it was it was showing me not that Eli had speed, but Eli has really been like planning this thing out. Like he's like he he's starting to use his um his experience, at least this race. He was using his experience to know like how to win these things. And I haven't really seen anybody do that since, you know, Ricky, you know, myself. And uh not saying that these other guys haven't done it, but I guess at this level, I, I haven't seen anybody like possibly do i guess what i was doing was like okay the guy's faster like i'm just gonna let him catch me and then like redo it i've seen guys like get past and pass him back but i think eli was really doing that because like he knows how important this this that moto was and it, it, it threw it threw chase off and you could tell like chase was like it took him a couple laps he was making mistakes and eli just went in that beast mode man and i felt like with that it it, it just shows that Chase has got his attention, you know, Chase has got his attention and Eli knew that he needed to stop something. And so he did his best on that. I think when I, when I look at this thing as a whole, whole, and we talked about like, okay, Eli went into these, you know, Chase jumped out front in this series, kind of got conservative. Eli started coming up and Eli was dominating these things. It wasn't close. He was like clearly the best. I, I really think Eli's mindset and, and I'm kind of going off of like what this race is, uh, what this race was, and and even afterwards, um, what he said. I think Eli has been playing for tomorrow. You know, like everything's been like, okay, it happened. Tomorrow is another day. All right, you know what? I don't like this track. Tomorrow's another day. Well, tomorrow becomes today, right now. Like it's winner, it's winner lose coming into Paula, and I. So I say that to say this. I don't think Eli really thought Chase was going to be here this whole time. Like, I don't think he did. I mean, a lot of people didn't think he did. Chase might even thought he did. Like, he, he didn't. We all knew he could. But at some point, you just figure one of these guys was going to crash. They're going too fast. One of them is going to crash. And Chase has had some crashes this year. Eli usually doesn't crash when he's in the lead. So you would think, all right, Eli gets on his mode. And once Chase started pushing that pace, he would crash. And so when I started looking back at all these races, it's always been, oh, all right, well, you know what? You got me today. Tomorrow's another day. Well, I think tomorrow it showed up, and this kid has showed, it's actually showed up. That kid is Chase, and he, and he hasn't, like, it's, he hasn't broken. Like, he's, he's here. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing for Eli, because now it really comes down to, like, the, Best man take it. Best man take it. So if your whole mindset has been like ready for tomorrow and you're waiting for Chase to like crash or one of these guys to like throw it away and that doesn't happen, then you get to the first moto at at um, Ironman 
you have to like, you have to stop that momentum. So it was the first time, like maybe all year really that Eli showed up and, and start racing at a different level. Like, I don't think he can go any faster than what he did. Like, and if he goes that pace, he's going to win. Like it shook chase. It, it shook everybody. I mean, even the guys typing on the internet, they were like, damn. And so it was nice to see that level. And that's why I say, I think Eli's been thinking for tomorrow until he showed up at this race and realized like, well, I got to stop this because tomorrow my ass is going to be losing if I let this happen. And so um, I think that first moto and even that second moto, I think you saw the best of Eli on there. And I, I think you saw a guy that was willing to like, little Johnny, sorry, daddy might not be here tomorrow. I'm willing to throw this thing away. And he just came out and like, he gave Chase the business on um, first moto. Gosh, it was just uh, an, an all, or, all or nothing situation. That's what we're in right now. That's where I had to dig, and, and that's, that was it. Uh, we both passed each other in that same turn. It was good for setup. Whether you're inside or outside, obviously learned from that earlier on. So, uh, yeah, that was, that was awesome. This is the most confidence I actually heard him speak all year, even though that. Like, I think he, like he, he, sounds, he sounds like he, he figured out something. Like, something gave him confidence. That first moto, the fact that he can do that. Because it's been a while. It's been a while. Like, um, like I said before, Chase could have easily won the last six motos in a row. And it always looked like, like there was not a confident part. Like Eli was based on, I want to get off the start. I want to get around them really quickly. Um, and then, you know, figure out the race. Like Bud's Creek, Unadilla wasn't that confident. And then even at uh, Millville, like he knew he had to get around Chase early and then battle. Like to me, this looked like the Eli that I think believed that he was better like he was better than him and he looked like that and so just listening to him like speaking now like i mean he didn't say anything that like that shocked me in fact i'm like oh yeah like that's good like i think he believes um what it was i i honestly like like the people watching this like we can sit here and say all this stuff it could come down it really can't come down to start like, unfortunately, these guys have raced 22 motos in a row. One of them fall, it's over. You know, like, they can fall over in the first corner. Somebody can fall in front of them. Like, Jason Anderson had two crashes, uh, both motos at um, Paula, I believe. So, that could happen in all, all these 22 races. Like, nothing. Like, it's, it is what it is. So, we can sit here and say all this stuff, but it, it depends on how they feel. They might wake up and have a stomach ache from eating eggs. I don't know. Um, they might not sleep well. Both of them, that'd be equal. They both ain't gonna sleep. So there's so many things in in the sport that, you know, as our job as media and we sit here and talk about this, like we can pick out what happened in my that minute details, and I could try to tell you, like, I think this is what's gonna happen, and this is what it sounds like from what I look. But at the end of the day, one of them go paddle, and one of them don't. Like, in one pulls a whole shot, one gets a 15 place start, and then it's over. Like it's a wrap. So. I don't know. I, I think we just need to embrace what we're seeing and embrace these two athletes, like doing what they're doing. Um, it's exciting. It's great to be able to call it. And at the end of the day, like, like nobody can be disappointed, like at whatever results, like Eli can't be disappointed. He won an SP this year. Dude's a badass. Yeah, I mean, Chase Sexton, I think this is a big thing for him. 
Um, moving forward, Jason Anderson, big thing for him. Like everybody, it's moving up. So whatever happens at Paula, it happens. Like what's supposed to happen is going to happen this weekend. Trace, uh, Chase was supposed to miss that tree. He missed that tree. If he was supposed to hit it, he would have hit it. You know? So um, I just think we set up. We set up for some great racing. Wish I was calling it, but I'm going to be calling it here, and we're going to be on Tuesday like we normally do. But I think we just need to sit back, get our popcorn ready, put the kids to bed, because, honey, it's adult time. These boys are about to get business around this. <laughs> Sorry for my language, but I'm excited. But he didn't find no goddamn line out there. Mechanics there. Come on, man. Dude just stepped it up. He went into the beast level mode. He knew what he said. Look at Big J on the side of the track over there. He knew he needed to do what he needed to do, what he did, and step up. But I think that was bigger than what it looked like. Even though he got second in second moto, just listening to Eli talk, I, if he had a chance going into Paula, which he does, like that moto save that chance you know the way eli when he when he caught chase or when chase caught him eli was going down the inside in the mechanics area and ultimately like if you if you're racing and if you try to put a, a track and hold one thing you want to try to do is carry momentum so going down closer to the mechanics area does two things you can read the pit board easier and then it seemed like it would set you up better for that corner well the way that corner was it, it wasn't like a, a a nice like horseshoe. It actually was kind of like a square. What you saw was those guys like they would get in it and then they would almost have to go straight, like stand the bike back up, go straight and then turn again because it wasn't like a, a nice, like even like C shape. It was it was more um, squares kind of like and they had to kind of come back on there. So the corner went around horseshoe and it kind of came back in on itself. So Eli's line. Yeah, it, the entering the corner it probably wasn't the best, but I don't think it it he lost that much time to say that what people are kind of saying and, and um, that going outside or closer to the mechanics area he made up like a second right there. Now, what Eli was saying was that by going inside, I think the way that hook in that corner he was just like the, the mechanics saw how much time he was losing entering the corner and the way the hook was, it would just been better off if he would have just been outside. That way he would want to, he wouldn't have went in and actually hit directly into him, stand him up because to his defense, most people that were going inside were kind of standing up in that corner. It wasn't necessarily a speed thing that he were like, look, this is going to change your whole race right here. Just more the fact that, um, it was just easier getting in that rut. If you don't stand up there, then you can just kind of continue out through the rest of it. But um, I don't think Eli was saying that he was um, that corner made that difference between, OK, he went outside. Next thing you know, he just said, oh, I'm outside now. I'm faster than Chase all of a sudden. Now, dude just picked up the level. And the fact was he was faster in the beginning uh, before that section anyway. Like Eli from where Chase decided to cut off half the track. I'm just kidding. He missed the tree. From that point on, Eli was fast. That boy was quick right there. He was quick all the way until he got to the finish line. And then Chase had him covered in that open, like, parts of the track. Chase had him pretty good. But Eli was really good in those ruts because you notice he was, like, standing up, just like Jet Lawrence. They all kind of were standing up, which made the track even look awesome. He, like, they were so nice, deep, thick. They wasn't rough enough to where 
like they were throwing you off, you could just able to stand up. So Eli was quicker in that part, but it was really before right out through that tree section where Chase, um, that big old jump in the middle, Eli was fast right there, and he really was in the second moto too. Okay, I think I like that. Yeah, which is, yeah, I mean, you can see it right there. Go back a little bit, Cole. Yeah, go to the, um, go back just a little bit. Okay, right here. Inside, this is where Eli was fast. He would hop over that thing. Well, second motor, he was really hopping over that. Chase standing up, waiting, and Eli was quicking right here, in and out. Look at Chase in there, little stuff. But what Eli was doing by going inside right there, he was missing those um, those uh, braking or acceleration bumps going up that hill, those bumps going up that hill, which allowed him to get over that little double thing they were doing and be able to hop over the next single because he had more momentum going up there. So that was where Eli was killing that by him going inside that same place he made that mistake at in that second moto. He was really fast through there because he was just on the inside of where everybody else was which was on the outside, the 250Fs had to get as much momentum going up that little single jump. And that's where Chase was going, uh, especially that first moto. And he was just hitting those bumps, hitting those bumps, losing uh, momentum. Eli was on the inside of that, jumping over that and being able to clear that next single. So that next little hump and carrying his whole uh, momentum down that next section. So the cool part about this track was when you start putting it together and the reason why I say that that line selection was better by him switching it at the mechanics area, but didn't make enough difference around the whole racetrack. Um, the, the cool part was, is that where Eli, where that uh, tree situation with Chase, it was from that point on, if you got that corner pretty good, like once you pass that tree and you drop down and you hop through those ruts, if you got that corner and where Eli made the mistake at and got to run through that next section, it was like this corner set you up five corners down the road. Like if you messed this corner up and you were slow here, it slowed you down going up into that next little, that straightaway underneath that bridge. So it, it, you can make up a lot of time and that's where Eli was and that's where Eli was faster. That's So what I'm saying about the mechanics there, although he can make up time right there, it was like it ended. Like once he went back and he got back on that start straight, that was it. You could go inside, outside. It didn't make no difference for the next one. Where where this tree situation was, it literally, like carrying your momentum there, allowed you to be fast all the way down the next section. So that's why I was saying that that one section of the track and the mechanics there wasn't big enough to make up a, a difference. Because he could go outside in that mechanics area and then go inside in the next corner um, around the, the first corner, and it, it wouldn't really make no difference. Inside, outside. It was like that, that that whole section ended right there. Championship in this one mode. Oh, no. Oh, boy. Now Sexton, a mistake. He cut inside of that tree turn. There's two parts of this. Like right here, when Chase makes a mistake, he actually starts sliding off before um, before he goes out there. So he his issue started right here. He starts losing it. It's kind of like that balance that he had at, uh, at Thunder Valley, like that weird-looking free zone he was in. So he loses right there. He falls. I see a lot of air between those legs, whatever. He falls forward. He almost stalls the thing. Luckily, he didn't stall it. 
And then he just, he misses the tree. Now, people are saying, should he be penalized? Like, to chase his defense, like, you really couldn't do anything. If you would have did a loop back, he would have lost. I mean, he lost the moto anyway, but he would have lost all the time. I think to others' defense is, like, when you make that mistake and go around that tree, like, he should have lost more time than that. The fact that he really didn't lose that much time is where people are like, should he been penalized or not? And I think it's okay for the AMA to do what they didn't. They did is not do anything because it really wasn't like that was the safest place. I think it's the fact that we saw it on TV and people were already getting penalized for jumping. They've been talking about cutting track lately. Uh, Dungey and those guys back in, the, in a couple rounds ago. So we just saw it on TV and um it's it's chasing eli but if they would have done something people would have been pissed because they would have pulled points away from him even if they would have done time it wouldn't have made no difference so it's better not to do something than to do something that it like people would have just been another subject because imagine they're like okay we're gonna take five seconds from him he would have still ended up second people would be like oh yeah 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 but if you would took two points away from him people would have been like oh that's the championship the four tomac so what what do you what what do you do you do nothing then people are pissed at that so i think they did what they should have done like nothing i think maybe if chase would have won that moto then i think we would have had something to talk about because then it would have made a difference because if you would have had to circle around and go back eli would have won that moto so the the fact that chase uh eli did probably saved the ama from having not having to do anything because it really didn't matter at the end of the day eli won Remember I was saying last weekend that out of all the tracks that Chase could have fell on, like that was probably like the worst one last weekend. Um, you know, Jason fell in that first corner. It wasn't like he just got up and he came up to like sixth place. Uh, like, I don't know how easy it was, but like he was rolling. He was he was rolling on there. And then last weekend, Chase had those two crashes, but he wasn't dead last. And he he barely got the seventh and then some people dropped out of the race. So the track selection and being able to pass made a difference where this track was open. You didn't get caught when you got caught behind somebody. Guys didn't lose that much time um, around that. So I thought Jason rode pretty good. Of course, Aaron rode pretty good. When, Like I said with Roxanne, dude, sometimes you just show up and you have a good morning. For whatever reason, you have a good morning. And then you show up at certain places. You just feel good. The cowboy hat comes out. He's like, woo! You know, you just knew something was going to happen. Hell, we're, we're back on the podium, baby. <laughs> so, KTMs look better because Aaron felt better. Ryan's been riding like Ryan has all year. I mean, he was there. I don't know what happened in the first mode. Did he fall over? Because he was battling with him. And then next thing you know, he was like seventh um, or six, seventh. I thought Ryan rode good. Ryan is starting to, like, Ryan, we'll talk about him another day. But, yeah, I thought all these boys looked good because track looked good. Like, track was raceable. So, when I was watching Tomac in that second moto, I just felt like, like, the, the whole mindset of tomorrow, it's been tomorrow with him on there. And that's been fine because he was thinking that at some point he was going to get a boatload of points because something was going to happen. What Chase did first motor at Bud's Creek, he thought that was going to happen maybe once or twice more. And Chase hung around. And I said this in the past, like sometimes you let these people hang around. Next thing you know, it gives them confidence. And then like you didn't break them, like you didn't break them. And that's part of like what Chase being strong and in, in, in just the situation. Um, 
then you got to give both of them credit for being in this situation. But now I feel like, all right, it's all bets are off. Like this kid's here. Like this kid's here. And you can hear in the way he's talked. He was building this confidence. Now he's going in the last race that is like all winner takes it all. Like it's slap your mama. You slap my mama. And which mama stands up is the one that wins. That's it. Mama said, knock you out. I believe to win the championship, I would both of them should take each other out. God damn it. Like if it comes down to that, don't be mad, people. This is a lot of money, a lot of pride. And if I'm Eli, it's my last one. I'ma take this out if I got to. Like the Unadilla when he went around the outside. He been not let that happen again. And nobody would blame him. Chase wouldn't even blame him. And if Chase is in the situation, like he'd probably do the same thing. I'm not condoning condoning. Violence, people, I'm not saying that. I'm not saying they should take each other out. But, hey, they should take each other out if they need to. Ain't dirty. Like, it's just the way it is. Going in there. And I do think they race like I used to race. Like, hey, if I can beat this guy, I'm going to beat him straight up. But if I got the opportunity and that's my opportunity to win, like, then you best believe that I'm going to take it. That's just championship DNA. Our problem is we get used to some of these cats out here that be just taking people out because they blow on them on the Stargate. gate. Who knows why he got blasted? They want for no championship. Just hell because you was on the track. Just take you out. I don't think they're going to do that because they race each other differently. It's respectful. Like they say, it's a respectful racing. Well, respectfully, I'm going to take your ass out. Respectfully. It's like when somebody tells you like, look, I don't mean no disrespect, but you ugly as hell. What? Well, you throw that little, I don't mean no disrespect, and then you're going to tell them. Like your kid being bad at school. Hey, we love such and such. He is such a great student. He is such a personality. We love him. But little Johnny bad as hell. That's when you know. You know the parents out there, when you guys get those letters and they start saying like, hey, I want to first off by saying how much we love him. You're like, oh, damn, here we go. And then they blast him. They blast them. Oh, you so pretty. We just going to be friends. But I don't want to. You ain't pretty enough. I want to date you. That's what this is. So people, they respect each other. They're going to like handshake. But don't be surprised. Somebody get knocked out this weekend. Don't be surprised. So 22 races, people. 22 races. And it's one point. It's one point. That means if they finish 15th, 16th. 16th, 17th, whoever finishes that is going to win. Math wasn't my strongest part, but you get it. So it literally comes down to whoever beats whoever because they're both tied on overalls. So if they don't win this overall, it's whatever it is, they just, it's going to be a champion. So my prediction is somebody is going to win. That's my prediction next weekend. Now, I could get into all of what I really think, all that, but I really think somebody's going to win, and I think we should just be happy. We should be happy that's one point and that it's really the best man takes it all. Like, whether you're the 16th, the 15th best, the best out of them two is going to win. But, of course, that's next weekend or this weekend coming up. But for last weekend, you know what happened, and there's only one of them. And I know Eli won one moto and then Chase won the other one. I know we saw that beast mode and he's been gone like Sasquatch. We've been looking for him. 
And we haven't seen him. He's been there sometimes. He pops up. You see a footprint. But you haven't seen him. But dude came out like Beast Mode shook everybody. He was in the papers. He was in the papers. Like, damn, he's back. But that boy with Illinois, that blonde hair, he ain't, he ain't care. Them fans were cheering him on. They were like, nah, nah, nah. Come on, Chase. Come on, Chase. You can do it. You can do it. And what he did, he did what he's been doing all year. He's got four of them. So as much as Beast Mode has been doing, he's just got the same amount of them. Although he doesn't have a red plate yet. Maybe he will next weekend. Either way, red plate, number one plate, whatever it is. But this weekend, you know what he's got. Hit it for him, Cole. Suntan. Next on fire. Next on fire. Chase. You might own the Suntan Club. Well, I think you start adding up between how many races Eli won in the Supercross series. He's probably got the key. I got the Suntan. It's my club. It's my club. But it's y'all club right now. Chase Sexton getting the neck burnt. And I know you was hot. That's probably why you were like, man, I'm a little tired. I'm a little tired because I've been winning. I've been winning even though Jason Anderson won last weekend. But hell. You won this weekend, and you're only as good as last race, and your last race is number one. So, good job, Chase, Eli. I'm excited, people. Y'all should be, too. I'm like, Terrell Owens, I'm getting my popcorn ready. I want my popcorn. I thought there was two for one. It was BOGO this weekend. It really was BOGO this weekend. I did buy two of them. But I want to get one free. If you don't know what that means, yeah, I am that shopper. And fact is, Honda might win two titles. Two, two titles this weekend with Mr. Jet Lawrence, Mr. Future, thinking he probably, unlike I'm telling you people, dude's already gotten this Hall of Fame speech. He's thinking it. He's already written it out. He ain't worried about them boys. Although, Shimoda, not your average Joe, definitely ain't no mo. Got him a moto victory, but it was, of course, Jet. In the 250 class, we're going to keep it short. Why? Because Jet Lawrence won again. Yeah, I mean, he did it like he does. Like, it was just pretty, like, Jet Lawrence. He was just better. Whatever. Um, kids riding good. The other kid, Thrasher, I thought he was thrashing them cats for a while. He was thrashing them until he had to take trash out. He ran out of gas on there. But nonetheless, he was riding good. Cooper, Cooper was Cooper, fast, and then wasn't so fast. Hunter was not jumping. He wasn't off the track, even though he did go off the track this weekend. He was just doing something else. He was jumping on a Red Cross flag, which, by the way, that's what I want to talk about. There was a Red Cross flag that was the waving. And Hunter ended up getting two points. You know, he's pissed. You know, he's like, dude, whatever happens. Like, it just happens to me. I go off the track. I run into banners. I almost hit the TV guy, which it wasn't him. It's just the way the TV guy happens. But nonetheless, he gets penalized. Now, I will say this. I'm going to go both sides, right? You do, bone, you do wrong stuff. The rule says if you jump on this thing, it is. It is what it is. So I got penalized one time. Or maybe I didn't. No, that, that was those guys didn't get penalized. I was pissed. But nonetheless, the rule says you jump when it's waving. Yeah, you're screwed. Rule is what you're They do it for protection, so I'm with it. But in their defense, you had two flaggers, and they both was on the inside. So if you look at the line selection of Justin Cooper and Hunter, they probably couldn't have seen it. They probably couldn't have seen the flags. Now, to me, I always got uh, confused with that, like, blinking light. If you're colorblind, like sometimes I am sometimes, I always like get a little colorblind. We all get a little colorblind. I'm like, I don't know if it's red, yellow, or not. 
You can't tell. So Justin Cooper hits it. You're like, damn, I'm going to hit it. Joe Shimoda said, hey, that's the Japanese flag right there. It's my colors. So he sees it. But Joe's on the inside. So, of course, he sees that. I don't think in Cooper's defense, I don't think he really could have. I know he couldn't have saw that until it was at the end. And out of both boys, out of Cooper and Hunter, Cooper actually looks like the one that was like, he saw it and he was like, oh, damn, like I, I shouldn't have jumped. I think Hunter jumped because Justin did, because Hunter probably should have saw like that. Once Justin, if Justin saw it, then Hunter should have seen it on there. But if they didn't see it, I can understand. You got the flashing light on there. Now, if they ain't colorblind, they got no excuses. But they, if they're colorblind like I am and most riders are, when that thing goes to red and you in wrong, you'd be like, I'm colorblind. Then I can understand why you might not be able to see that. And the flaggers on the inside, there's two of them. So the one person should have been out on the outside of that thing. But the fact is there was two of them on the very inside. And the only one that they probably would have saw was the lady that was um, closer up on, on the jump. She still was on the inside and it would have been hard. The guy on the first part, he was just wasting his time. The only person that saw him was on the inside. And if he was on there falling over or checking it out. Nonetheless, they got penalized. Now, I could see the defense on both of them. It didn't matter because they got penalized and they were on TV getting penalized. But I can see why maybe they should have it to where like the flaggers, they know that when there's wheels on the ground and if they have a situation, they got to be on both sides of the jump. If you're a racer, most of those 250F, 250F guys are going outside. Now, if they're on the inside of that track in the inside where the fans hang out or far enough then they will have a defense. Now, if you were in Chase Sexton, Eli Tomac, the reason I'm bringing this up, because it could happen next weekend at Paula, and they might not see it because they're racing each other, and then you lose two points on a, not a technicality, because the rule is the rule, but in fact, it is an honest mistake as far as a rider that maybe they, they, they probably didn't see that. They didn't see that. So the fact is they got two points. I would just hate to see that happen in the 450 class and you get it. Uh, uh, title so it should be on there that the riders they know and if they're going to get penalized then it should be just as strict as that rule is which is for safety it should be just as strict of when those flags are waving that there should be two people on both sides of that thing two people you got two flags sitting there two people one on the inside one on the outside so both of them can see because i can tell justin cooper did not see that flag until it was too late and hunter Maybe he didn't see it because he was looking at Justin Cooper and he jumped it. Joe saw it and it was easy to see it from the inside. So if you're going to hold it to the riders as a standard and be like that, then it should be a standard that if this thing is waving, that it's consistent every weekend when those flags are waiting. Unless they can't get over there, then that's another reason. But you can't penalize people for something they can't see when in fact that like maybe they really couldn't see it. Like they really couldn't see it. So so there was a lot of hype. There was a lot of, um, you know, rookies been coming. I always said I, I used to get excited after Loretta Lynn's, you know, Unadilla, because you have the kids that's coming up. Um, the rookies just win Loretta Lynn's and they, they move up to the, the 250F class. And so we get a chance to see them. And so there was a lot of hype this weekend with Hayden Deegan came in. And I, and I felt like, you know, as I mentioned on the podcast, you know, the kids got mad talent. Like he, he's, he's got talent. I've seen him ride. And you could tell it's, 
certain kids they do certain things they got it they they can they can fix it but i felt like the way the way his riding style was and from what i've seen he needed to work technically to get better to compete at this level and that was me saying that i believe he actually can do it because the kid is talented i just think like the this competition and the way he's you race amateur and I don't know if it's if he hasn't been around pro you know, pro guys or, or whatever it is, but at some point you see um D uh Frisco, Rider D, you know, he's learning throughout the week and, and rate riding with these guys. So when you show up at Loretta's, like he looked like okay, it transitions to the next level. Um the other Hymas transitioned to the next level. The other kid transitioned where Hayden seems young to me. And so I don't know if Rodder D looked like that, like when he was Hayden's age in the B class, but I was I was a little um, surprised that like Hayden went pro at at this race. Um, one, there's a lot of hype, and the kid's got talent, so we all know he's going to do good. But I I felt like just from watching, like he he wasn't ready to take that step yet. Not because he can't, just because he's young and and it, it is a different level. And I felt like he needed to work technically. Well, there's some people that disagree with that, and that's fine. We all get it. it's like you know. I feel like opinions are like booty holes. We all got one, you know. Like some of them stink worse than the other ones. Some of them, whatever it is, some of them bigger, flatter, whatever it is. We all have them though, right? And and um, with Hayden coming in there with this new rule, it allows you to be able to dabble and dip put one toe in this lake, put the other toe in there and come in here, see where you're at. Well, I think he saw where he was at. And if I'm the kid, like, of course, he's bummed, you know, maybe he's not bummed. I don't know. But if he's a winner, he's bummed. And even if he say he ain't bummed, he's bummed. The, the kid wants more. But if I'm him and I'm in this corner, like I would actually give him props because from what I see, like he needs to work technically to get to that level, but he was able to come in here and like, like be top 15, top 10 at one point before he crashed. And I was just sure out like by doing that, that was all talent, all speed. And so that tells me that he has it. It's just, I know him working and getting better and probably what allowed him, what will allow him to get better by racing this. Um, technically, he will make up that time pretty quickly. And it's just going to take some work. So Hayden, you know, I know a lot of people are disappointed, you know, whatever it is. But kid, I mean, dude, just be class. And I think the fact is you, you won Loretta's. You've been dominating. And, you know, maybe people see like the results instead of seeing like, you know, the, you know, the whole body of work. And as I'm saying this, the kid will do it. He just got to work just like every single one of these kids, like they got to work. Some of them transition easier. Some, some of them come in pro ready. You got the Ryan Dungeys where it, like he, the amateur, the way he raced wasn't good for amateur, but it transitioned into pro. So I felt like Dungey was kind of a uh, non-aggressive guy, slowly build the diesel. That doesn't work in amateur. You got to be all out speed. You got to be like Mike Lessie, the Ryan Villapotos. You know, you got to have speed. So I think that's why maybe um, Dungey wasn't as good as he was. And then when he went in pro, it hurt. So it works both ways. So I think at the end of the day, um, you know, he'll 
he'll he'll figure it out. Jet Lawrence, I mean, the kid had a terrible opening pro race. Look at him now. He's thinking about his Hall of Fame speech. So, you know, the results are the results. It doesn't matter. And Hayden's thing, I think as long as he learned and he just at truth with himself, like, which I know his dad, his dad's smart. He's got a great people around him that they see, you know, what we're talking about and, and they'll fix it. So this is probably gives him a lesson of, okay, this is what I need to work on. But this is why I said a few weeks ago, um, from watching it, like he wasn't ready to, to take that, to take that jump just because he just has to evolve as kids grow up, you become men, you just got to grow into it. And he just wasn't there yet, but he will be. So before I go and you know what we do, stews and stews, I got to do this. Jet Lawrence, of course, you got a lot of these this weekend and you're badass, dude. You're badass. You you know you're badass on there. You, you're good, dude. You're good. You got Shimoda. I love my not average Joe no more. He did his thing and these other guys on there. But of course, you know what happens. Jet wins again. Jet packing. What he wins, he wins it. I think it's like his eighth time this year. What he's going to get. Hit it for him, Colt. Suntan. Next on fire. Now you talk about somebody who owns the Suntan Club. In this class, this dude owns the Suntan Club. Jet Lawrence. So enjoy it, people. I think this is the last time you're going to see him on this 250. So enjoy it. You enjoy it. You don't really think about that. We'll be right back. Stews and stews. Shut up, Cole. What's up, guys? It's your boy, James Stewart. You see this shirt I got on? Now, I know we all a family. We all be coming out here. Everybody wants to be a part of Bubba's world. I want to be a part of it. Well, if you want to, make sure you click on this link because you can get this shirt. At least you can get this far. We got a bunch of things coming in the future, some exciting things. And I know you send in your videos. Maybe you can end up on the show that way. But if not, always make sure you get this pretty shirt, black and white, and some more coming soon. Click this link right here. Go get yours. All right, people, you know what time it is. My favorite time, your favorite time, hell, I've always favorite time. Stews and stews. Now, of course, we're going to ease into this. We're going to start because we're just happy today. It's been a great day. And these boys, they had a great time. So we're going to start with Stu. Happy stud. You win the race. You don't win the race. Sometimes you can be a stew when you don't win the race. And we get a lot of those. But this time, and this person, he ain't no default stew. Be a real stew. Chase Sexton. Now, I know Eli went beast mode on you. And I know you were shook. You were like, dude, I had him by a second in practice. I'm like, I'm, 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 I'm hometown right now. I'm feeling good. I'm floppy. I'm, well, I don't even know what, what kind of word is that? It doesn't even make sense. And sometimes things don't make sense. And when Tomac went blowing past you again, it didn't make sense. But you were like, no more. Chase Sexton. That red plate belongs to me. And although you didn't get it back, you got something else back. So you were stew because you won. You stopped the beast mode. You stopped Bigfoot. You put him back in his cage for at least another week. So Chase Sexton, you were stew. Now I'm going to have to go with another one. Eli Tomac. Why is he getting the stew? Because it was nice to see Bigfoot again. Beast mode. You came out, son. You came out. You said hell with Johnny. I'm going to leave him at school today. He's going to be late. 
daddy's going to be late because daddy's up here whooping up on these boys. And you almost had him that second motor. You almost had him until that rut just came up like that rut got you. It's like the alligator pit just snatched up, got you. But you're like, nah, that's cool. That's cool. I know y'all cats talking about how I don't like Paula. I don't like Paula. But last time I checked and I just checked. Well, maybe not last time. You know, I went like seven, four. But the time before that, I won there too. I won there too. That was just my bike messed up. The Yama dog wasn't right. I was too busy winning the Supercross title. I was too busy getting ESPYs. So I wasn't prepared for that. But I will be this weekend. So Eli Tomac, you're still because you're just bad. And it was nice to see Beast Mode. Now, the rest of y'all, Chet Lawrence, I, I just feel like with you, son, you, you, you just, you just stew. You just, in general, like stew. You go 2-2 two, two win. Yeah, yeah, stew. You go 1-3, you win. Then you just stew. You, you so stew, you getting your brother, like he losing two points. I don't know. He's still slapping what's name. I don't even know his name. And he still styles, Robert. Cool first name. I don't know where you've been at. I know you've been hurt. No, hopefully it wasn't like a, a Will Smith backhand from that. But nonetheless, Jet Lawrence, like you're a stew just because you're like, dude, I'm just let all these cats do what they do. And I'm going to do what I do. And what I do is I win. Because why? Because I'm a stew. And that's what it was. I'm going to throw a little extra stew. Shimada. I just wanted to say your name. Maybe you shouldn't get a stew, but you should get a stew. Riding good. But all the rest of these cats, all these riders out here, they were stewed. Jason Anderson, you had a good ride. Justin Barsha, you a stew because you ain't take no bitch out this weekend. You was on probation. I don't know if you're on probation, but you're like, dude, it ain't my fault, but it is your fault. You know, you Ferrandez, he at home. He's still pissed off. He's like, I don't know what happened. I don't know. It was like we were going down to Champs-Élysées. Next thing you know, the Eiffel Tower, bam! Justin Barsha got me. So, get soon, Ferrandez. Yeah, home. But Justin... I don't know. People might piss people off. You get a little stew, but whatever. You didn't take nobody out this week. At least I ain't seen nobody. So those are your stews, people. Chase Sexton, no default stew. Eli, because Beast Mode was back. We saw Bigfoot and Jet because, damn, you just Jet. That's what you do. You just stewed. You, now you ain't stewed. You just a stew. You're a stew. You got me messing up. Because maybe in the future, you ain't going to be on this list. You don't want to be on this list. But there it is. I was thinking about your brother. Your brother stew. And we'll get into that. So, stew. Pissed off. Pissed off because you're like, damn, dude. Finally, I didn't run off the track. Finally, I didn't have nobody cutting me off. Finally, I'm back up here battling. And then AMA going to be like, they waving these flags and the people on the inside. I can't even see this stuff. But you know how hot I be. I'm trying to catch Mr. Hanging with Mr. Cooper. That's what I was doing. I was coming up to the back of the pack. I got Joe Far East Coast closing down on me. Hunter Lawrence, you're pissed because AMA took them points and they took the championship out. I know, I know. Just like Ryan Dungey and his issue with the bike, I would have, I would have, I had a chance. But my bike blew up, so you never know. He had a chance until them two points was gone like that, and there was no more chance. There was no more chance. Doesn't matter. You always had a puncher's, 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 baby's, daddy's, mama, cousin, aunt chance. But there still was a chance, but there was no more chance after that. So you pissed because you got points, and that cost you some money. That cost you some money. Especially if Joe gets second place by two points. Oh, no, but that might be in the future. So, Hunter, you're pissed. And then that's it, people. I don't even know who else is on this list. I know it's going to be because I want to keep it happy. I just had to throw in Hunter was hot. I don't even know if he was hot. Maybe he didn't even know. 
You know you did wrong. You know you jumped on the flag. Maybe you didn't see it. Maybe you did. Maybe you're colorblind. Maybe you're not. But nonetheless, they took them points. So there's your list, people. Stu's and Stu, which is Hunter Lawrence, just because they took it. Now, Justin Cooper, are you Stu? I don't even think. I don't even know. You Captain America. So we're going we're gonna to wrap you up. We're going to hug you, son. We need to win this damn thing. We haven't won in a year, so I ain't putting you on this list. Why? Because I need you. I need one moto from you. I don't want to take any confidence back. So you ain't on this list because it's uh, I got my own personal, personal gains on that one. It's like everybody else. I got something in this. All right, people. That was it from round 11 up in Indiana. Amazing track, by the way, where you saw some amazing racing. Literally the only racing that you saw, unless you were in the battle box. But nobody cared about the battle box, even though... Yeah, Aaron Plessinger, yeehaw, whatever, he had that cowboy hat ready, and he was battling with Mr. RD5 Coffee, going long nears. I don't care if you don't like it anymore. Close your ears, people. Close your ears. That's my boy, Lake Minnetonka, Prince of Sangin. I don't know, band's a little quiet lately, but he's still there. You got to get due credit out there, doing better than a lot, doing better than the rest, but we know where it's at. So round 11. That was it. And we ready for round 12 where it's going to be a bomb bonner. It's going to get you a popcorn. I hope they still got the sell for buy one, get one free because all y'all need to go buy a two for one special and get your popcorn ready. I'm telling you, call the babysitter, call the grandma, call the gam gam, call grandpa, call whoever you need to do because these boys are about to be serious. They about to be serious. It's adult time. Mama, there go the man. Them boys to Chase Sexton, Eli Tomag, and I hope y'all are ready for this. Oh, man, y'all better be ready for this. I like this is a hype video. I feel like Don King getting excited for this. Is it Monday? Is it Sunday? I don't know, but it ain't Saturday yet. Why? Because if it was, I wouldn't be here. I'd be glued to that TV trying to get in and watch greatness. And what we about to watch is these two boys go at it. One point between both of them, winner take all. Doesn't matter how they finish. It's just where they finish. And where they finish is going to matter for the red plate. I don't even think they care about the red plate. They just want the number one plate. You got Eli Tomac, Mr. Espy last time, or you got Chase Sexton. Well, we'll figure it out. And we'll figure it out and we'll talk about it next week on next Tuesday. So that was it for round 11 up at Indiana. God dang it, people. I can't wait. I can't wait. Round 12. We'll see you then. Until then, go buy that popcorn.